Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Jamie. It's raining outside. It's ha- pouring outside, Happy actually. first day of summer. It's gross. Peach season, as you said. Yes. The peach truck is going to be in Cincinnati this weekend, and so will I. So. <laughs> Those two are not related. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Coincidence? Yes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> they'll be in Columbus next weekend. So if you want 25 pounds of peaches for $40, you know where to find them. That's a lot of peaches, I think I would it's pass. so good. I mean, they're, they're tasty, the best peaches they've had in my It's life. like two pies. You know you're from Ohio when, like, you know the parts of the spring and summer based on which pro. I mean, I know it's not Ohio specific. You're from South Carolina. Yeah. Knows, but Yeah, no, peach season started in South Carolina, like, a while ago. Yeah. So, peach season's already over in South Carolina. The best part about, well, not the best part, because Yosemite was awesome, but one of the best parts about being in California last Jamie week. Jamie went to Yosemite, California. <laughs> I mentions it every five minutes now. Was that it was you in California. Bring me back a snow globe. In California. Hey. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, was that it was um, cherry and blueberry season already out there, and it's not cherry and blueberry season here yet. No. So, I got two cherry and blueberry seasons this year, and that's like the best thing ever. I still have a bag of frozen cherries in my freezer from last year. Mm-hmm. And I also have a bag of frozen peaches. They're not peach truck peaches. I made, the, I made a mistake. So oh. I know what I'm doing this year <laughs> with my box. I was very angry that uh, there was no good strawberry season in Ohio this year. It really there wasn't. really wasn't. It, it was... got wrecked. So the fruit stand that we normally get, like the really mm-hmm. good little strawberry bombs from... Um, just didn't have any, so I have a strawberry planter, and I've got a few more berries that are on the way, but they've like I got like four so far. Okay. Yeah, it was too cold, and then it got hot immediately. Too hot. Strawberries don't like that. Hot damn. So for people who think that they've tuned into a delicious dish, uh, <laughs> I would happily do a food podcast with y'all. Is it too uh, cold be- for Pavlova? Discuss. <laughs> I mean, it's way better than anything else that you have on that it, list. It, it really is. <laughs> I think we're just all avoiding the disaster of the, the agenda that we created a second Sweet ago. corn is almost here. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> ripe <laughs> Ohio tomatoes are right around the corner. Corn's doing really well this year. It's above my knees. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm growing corn in my yard. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's knee-high before the 4th of July. We, mm-hmm. We've buried the lead. Uh, we have <laughs> breaking news... Breaking news. That we don't start um, with. Uh, da, 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 about da, da, da. Planned Parenthood. Yes. So, so um, those who listen frequently know that um, a bill was passed last year to defund Planned Parenthood the second time around. Boo. Boo his. And so Planned Parenthood fought them in court, won at the district level, um, and got the bill blocked from going into effect. And, of course, Mike DeWine... Boo. Boo. Um, also then appealed that to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Sixth Circuit being the circuit that everyone knows as the one who said, yeah, it's totally fine to discriminate against gay people when we want to get married. And We don't like uh, the Sixth Circuit. No, we don't. That's and, the one we're in. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad. So when you initially get your court case heard in the Sixth Circuit, it's by a selected panel of judges. It's not all, which we learned today, 27 of the judges on. It's a portion of those judges. That, okay, so when Oberfell, Oberfell mm-hmm. versus Hodges. Obergefell. 
I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, so was it initially heard by those three judges I don't and know. then go to Imbong because you're about to discuss? I don't know what the process was there because I think you can go straight from there straight to the Supreme Court. Okay. So I don't know if it followed the same exact pattern. Okay. But so the Sixth Circuit panel of judges heard the case and ruled unanimously in favor of Planned Parenthood, continuing to block it from going into effect, calling it an unconstitutional impact on free speech and these kinds Freedom of things. Freedom of, of association? Yes, and all those wonderful things. So that um, was that was the three judge panel. Yes, that it was assigned to within the Sixth Circuit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those three judges ruled unanimously for Planned Parenthood. Attorney General Mike DeWine, governor candidate again, boo his appealed that, asking for what's called an en banc e n b a n c hearing, which is the entire court hearing this decision. Which we decision. found out has 27. Yes, 27 members. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. When something comes before three judges, do they just rotate which three judges hear these things? I think it's a random like selection, like a pull from a hat kind of okay. thing. Okay. Or maybe it's the next three up. Maybe they create a bunch of panels and it's whatever next panel is. It's a, it is some sort of random selection. Because so otherwise they could just engineer who gets yes. what and then mm-hmm. you'd be picking. Yeah. So who were the three judges that first heard this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a fine question. A fine question. Somebody... We'll put it in the show notes. Well, I don't I'm just wondering, were they like all like Clinton appointees? I don't think so. They were kind chance? of spread. Okay. Um, when, I, when I looked at them before, I think they were pretty spread out. Um, but we do know that like only two of these 27 were Obama appointees, and four of these 27 have been appointed since Trump took office. So we know that there are four Trump appointees and a whole bunch. I mean, as we, when we looked before we got on the show, you know, the earliest one was actually appointed in 77. I was a Carter. Year, yeah. I was a year old when that judge went onto the court. Um, <laughs> it's a very weird thing to think about. So, um, so knowing that it's overly ridiculous, I mean, the, the case I can never sp- speak of because I can't say the name out loud. Uh-huh. That one. <laughs> was, you know, the only, we were the only court that ruled in that way. Every other federal circuit court ruled that, no, of course, discriminating against gay people was bad and shouldn't be happening. So, you know, in general, the Sixth Circuit, even before Trump became president, was bad. And now <laughs> we've got four Trump appointee judges on this court. Um, so it being heard by the whole court, I'm not thinking it's a fabulous thing to be happening. So And if it um rules in Planned Parenthood's favor again, what is the likelihood that DeWine's gonna try and appeal to the Supreme Court? He's running for governor. What do you think the answer to that question is? I'm (laughs) asking you rhetorical for the (laughs) listeners. I'm trying to fulfill a like portion of this show that needs to be filled. I don't ask stupid questions. I I know. And I'm being goofy and responding to you. Based based on the timing of how fast these things move through, that appeal would come after After, the election. So he will no longer be attorney general. He's either going to be the governor of the state of Ohio or or nothing. Yeah. Um, Ooh, and that makes it even more critical. Um, we're talking about the wine in the governor's race, but that makes it even more critical um, argument for who's in that attorney general's place because Steve Dettelbach. Yes, because Dettelbach? if yeah, Dettelbach. he's the Democrat. Yes, and so when. Um, because this case will take forever. They won't be like hearing it with this 27 judge panel tomorrow and be ruling the next day. I mean, why not? Because these things take forever. So, you know, we're probably looking, as Gabe said, out past the election for this ruling to happen. So the person who decides whether or not to appeal what comes out of that Sixth Circuit 
on Blanc hearing is going to be the next attorney general of Ohio. It won't be the current attorney general. So I don't even know who the Republican candidate is. So we don't even have to say his name. So. <laughs> yes. Dave Yost yes. is the Republican <laughs> candidate. Uh, just to step back a second and answer your question about the three judges, uh, Eugene Seiler and Helen Helene White uh, were report uh, appointed by Republicans um, and then the third judge, uh, Eric Clay, was appointed by uh, Bill Clinton. Which so, Republicans, though? Because like uh, the the Bushes, okay, father and son, respectively. Hmm. So yeah. Uh, so this was by no means some liberal court. You know, Mm-mm. this this was a majority uh, conservative. But there was a that, woman. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so that was the unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this, this is on Mike DeWine right now. Yes. Um, Dweeb. The future of it, uh, should we fail at this on Bonk, yeah, would go to Ohio's next attorney mm-hmm. general to decide the course, and that's Steve Dettelbach, hmm? mm-hmm. uh, who will hopefully beat Dave Yost. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. And, if they, and if we win, it's also that person who says, huh, okay, we're good. We don't need an appeal. I mean, when Lee Fisher was attorney general, he did right. lots of fabulous things and didn't try to attack access to reproductive health care in the way that the current attorney general is. Right. So. And just to say a word about Dave Yost. I don't know anything about him. He, horrible record. I mean, <laughs> shocker. Not, not a good guy. He's the, he's the current uh, state auditor um, and jumped right on the whole, let's investigate Planned Parenthood. Oh, he did it before Mike DeWine did. Yeah. He was on investigating Planned Parenthood for the stupid vi- false video stuff before Mike DeWine was. Go yes. go investigate your current, like, fake women's health centers. In, mm-hmm. in, well, what he didn't do is he didn't investigate ECOT, and that's yeah. cost Ohio taxpayers $200 million. So Dave Yost has chosen a anti-Planned Parenthood agenda, mm-hmm. which you know, missed taxpayer fraud uh, elsewhere. So Dave Yost, not, not a, a good, good guy. guy. Um, we're definitely looking forward to Steve Dettelbach being Ohio's next attorney general. Yes. Ding. Ding. So. Look at that. We, we got all this, like, candidate crap in when we thought we were going to talk about a court case. Yeah, we can talk about corn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, right now... The corn I'm growing is peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's the variety. <laughs> That's a good one. I know. Um, I've grown that before. But yeah, so um, back on topic, because <laughs> Gabe's giving me evil eye. Um, so the other um, piece of this is, so basically, like when I talk to the lawyers about, help me translate all this stuff. So what it means is basically that the the court ruling that just had the three judges is like erased. It never happened. So that decision the things that happened because of it, all that doesn't happen. It go, but it goes back to the district court, which was the first level. And the district court also ruled in favor of Planned Parenthood and blocked the law from going into effect. So the law still stays blocked because of that district court ruling. So, like, brass tacks, what's going to happen immediately as a result of this? Nothing. We're just going to have to wait and see what the full en banc hearing is. I feel like if I was one of those three judges, I would be very frustrated. With, but, oh, i got to go look at this damn case again. <laughs> I'm sure they, I mean, they get paid pretty well. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean they want to do their job over again. <laughs> yeah, and right. have their all their colleagues question their <laughs> judgment on it. I case. mean, I don't know about you, but I like doing it well enough the first time that I don't have to do it again. Right. <laughs> yep. It's my yeah. goal with most things. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, this is in the courts. There's yes. really nothing that we can do. You can't nope. interfere in a court case. 
um, other than to just keep an eye on it, cheer on, and really to raise the understanding amongst voters mm-hmm. of the fact that this is happening because Mike DeWine is a jerk. Yes, and a jerk is in the Attorney General's office. Yes. So vote for Richard Cordray and Betty Sutton for governor, lieutenant governor, and Deidelbach for attorney general. Yes. Yay. Um, speaking of Rich Cordray, he was in the dispatch today in a very nice uh, article talking about uh, the work that the state of Ohio needs to do to... Which improve, is a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, to improve the infant mortality crisis. Yes. Um, so in contrast, today, Mike DeWine blocked, you know, attempted to block Planned Parenthood from being able to do infant mortality work and put those funds at risk. Yes. And Rich Cordray sat down with community leaders and talked about how we need to do a better job and what increased funding we should have. Yes. Huh. Hmm. Um, hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is an article that's covering a meeting that uh, Mr. Cordray had on Wednesday. Uh, there was a community roundtable at the Franklin County Public Health Headquarters. Um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, let's sit down and have a roundtable discussion mm-hmm. that elected officials have. So, yes. you know, I see these and I'm just like, okay. But then I actually looked into who was at this roundtable and who was talking to him. Uh, and they're program coordinators from a group called Moms to Be, which is a, a, a public it's through like a Ohio state, 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 I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you're exactly right. Thank you. Um, but then also our friends over at Root, restoring Yay. our own through transformation. Yes, right? got it. Um, yeah, Moms to Be does a lot of stuff like because they do a lot of like mom meetups and like to be mom meetups in the hilltop and probably in Linden too, mm-hmm. basically like, the low income areas of Columbus. Yeah, nice. I've gotten invited them because I live in the hilltop. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the fact that Moms-to-be was there and that Root was there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I assume this was uh, our friend Jessica Roach yes. uh, that we've heard from many times before, the fact that they were there and that he was listening to them and as a result of hearing them uh, provide their side of this issue, why it's so important to uh, increase funds for education for new moms, health care for new moms, looking at how this is an epidemic among black women specifically um, and, you know, throughout Ohio's communities of color, for him to come out and say, hey, listen, I've listened to these women. I believe exactly what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They understand the root cause of this. We need more money. <laughs> root, root to, cause. The root Good. cause. Um, we need more funding mm-hmm. to provide support to programs like these that are proven effective uh, just like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not in here, but Planned Parenthood's Healthy Moms, Healthy Baby programs. Yeah. These are the ways that we reduce infant mm-hmm. mortality in Ohio. And Rich Cordray is saying, yes, let's move these forward. Let's mm-hmm. provide them with more funding. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, instead of doing a political agenda against abortion, Rich Cordray listened to experts, heard facts, right. and put out a plan. Huh. It's kind of like, you know, the way we want things to happen. So it's awesome, and I'm really glad that Root was there and was able to to contribute to the conversation and got that attention that they really deserve. Yes. So Absolutely. yay, go Cordray, boo Dwine. <laughs> uh, so the next topic that we've got in here is like the national topic. Um, what's happening at the border with immigrant families uh, and um, it's children? It's not even necessarily being happening at the border. It's happening in Ohio too. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge raid where, like, what over a hundred people mm-hmm. were taken into custody. Yeah. Yes. No, it's mm-hmm. like I mean, everywhere do we count as a border? terrifying. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I think we do count as a border because, like, 
the I think what I read was that like the, the Great Lakes count as a border. Yeah. Yes, they do. We, we do, and I think that's why these have been happening in northern Ohio specifically mm-hmm. is because they Chicago, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're within... Uh, a, 100 miles of a border. A, mm-hmm. Yeah, a perimeter of a border. And even though it's just like the Great Lakes and Canada... It's a border. Yes. Border officials are, you know, exploiting whatever chance they have to come in and just destroy mm-hmm. families. Yeah. Well, and in and the one in Massillon this, this week, they even took people that had papers. Mm-hmm. They claimed that everyone that they arrested didn't have proper documentation. And, it doesn't even uh, matter if you're a naturalized citizen. Yeah. So these people had documentation and were still arrested that day. Hopefully got released quicker, but I don't know how fast that happened and how quickly they got to figure out that they weren't supposed to be in there. I mean, nobody should have been in there. But, like, the fact that we're just willy-nilly taking people, whether they are you know, documented or not documented, is just right. ridiculous. And we're just we're splitting up families everywhere across this nation. And then today, in the places where they're housing so many of these <laughs> immigrant children in camps, they've got waist-deep flood water in McAllen, Texas, today because it rained so hard. So where what's happening to all of these children, children being and, housed in tents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was talking last night to uh, a guy. He's an organizer with another organization. I'm not going to provide specifics on who he is, but he's terrified because he's heard that they're rounding up um, people who have green cards. So they're mm-hmm. here totally legally, but if they have a misdemeanor, you know, just as much as a misdemeanor. Yeah. Um, then, you know, then ICE will come and, and take them away. So, um, you know, there was, there was individuals who were arrested in Rob Portman's office this week, yes. uh, protesting the situation. And he said that he completely supported them, but could not mm-hmm. attend that same protest because he was afraid that if he was going somewhere where there was going to be police, you know, the, he had a, a misdemeanor from, you know, nearly two decades ago. Yeah. Um, but was here legally with a green card and knew that that could be enough Mm-hmm. Uh, to you know, to trigger that yeah. sort of you know situation with with customs or with mm-hmm. ICE. I was yeah. planning to go to a protest, but my infant was fussy, <laughs> as infants are wont to do. Damn infants! No, but yeah. So I mean, and, but I mean, that's a perfect example of how people can use their privileges in those kinds of situations. He couldn't go; he wanted to go, but couldn't go. But these other. I think it was three or four people that got arrested. I think they were all mothers. Yeah, they were all mothers. Um, That was kind of the story behind the protest. They were all mothers. Three were actually in Portman's office. One was trying to get up to Portman's office when she was arrested in the lobby of the office building. And the other three had kind of sat in on in Portman's office and were arrested. You guys can get my baby if that happens to me, right? Oh, we will totally do that. Cool. I'm sure. And you too. Good money for him. (laughs) He's kind of cute. Uh, you like my baby. I've I've got two quotes here. Um, one's one's from bad people, and then one's from good people. He's gonna be ten months on Saturday. I hate it. <laughs> Squish. Um, Squish. So uh, the groups that we haven't heard from, but in theory should be having uh, hearing from. Um, you know, it's it's the the so called pro life community mm-hmm. is just failing to step up. Uh, and and take a role in this. It's really disappointing. Yeah. Like I have low standards for them, and they're not even meeting those. <laughs> that is that is completely accurate. Uh, the Susan B. Anthony list, which 
people, misnomer. Yeah, if, yes. if if they if they don't know the organization, they hear Susan B. Anthony. Oh, she's great. Well, this uh-uh. is a Susan B. Anthony List is an evil organization. Yes, uh, and so they were directly asked. They're they're an anti-abortion group. They were directly asked if they would discuss uh, Jeff, uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions' zero tolerance immigration policy. They're like Emily's list, but terrible. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Uh, Marjorie Dan's, Dannenfelser uh, is the, the group's president, and she put out a quote from its inception Susan B. Anthony List uh, has been completely dedicated to protecting the first right without which no other rights matter, the right to life. Therefore, we refrain from public comment on immigration and many other topics, including other policies that impact families. Ah! Are you kidding me? Families? (sighs) Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, like, the one thing that is coming out with all of this is that you're actually seeing these folks in their true colors. Yeah, I mean, ne- they've never been pro-life. They've never been supportive of babies and families. They've always wanted a fetus to go from conception to birth. They are pro-fetus, and that is the only thing they care about. And after your birth, you're SOL. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious by the fact that you know eight-month-old babies are being ripped from their mother's arms, and these people are saying, "I don't care about it at all." I. You know. My Facebook feed is just really depressing because everyone is like, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, what, what I'm really scared of is the, the people who, you know, are just kind of waking up to it now because, like, you know, stopping people to the border and incarcerating them and those kinds of things is something that when you're kind of really in these movements and in these spaces, you're, you're conscious of and knowledgeable about and concerned about. But, like the ripping of children from their parents and placing them in camps made it all very much more visible and apparent. And with that stupid Trump executive order, that's really not going to change much of anything at all. Children are still going to be locked up in camps. It's just, they are going to be locked up in camps, maybe with a member of their family. If the family can prove that that child is their child. I mean, if you're fleeing Honduras because of violence, because you think you're going to get killed by a gang the next day, you're not going to make sure that you escape with whatever birth certificate might have existed in the rural hospital that you might have given birth to your child in. Right. Like, so how are you even, when you get to the United States border, if you manage to even grab that paper when you left, do you still have it with you two months later when you cross the border in Texas? Right. So how do you even prove it that that child that you're crossing is yours? So we're still going to be separating families. And so my biggest concern right now is that everybody heard, oh, Trump signed this executive order. We're not going to be separating children from families anymore. So we don't have to care anymore. No. No. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. This is bad things are still happening on the border and people need to stay engaged and stay woke and stay in in this fight. Right. ICE is just a modern day Gestapo. It really is. I got a couple more quotes. Tony Perkins, president of the Family Ooh. Research Council, the Anti-Abortion Family mm-hmm. Research Council, uh, said that it's not fair to blame the Trump administration. He said, quote, <laughs> that, that burden... <sighs> Tony Perkins said that burden lies with their parents who knowingly put them in this position. <clears throat> Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family. Seeking asylum is not illegal. Uh... 
He said, we're following the current debate closely and awaiting the specifics of the proposed legislation intended to address these and other concerns related to immigration reform and border security. So these groups that, you know, focus on the family, the Family Research Council. Nope. They're not side well, of the family. Well, even ministers. I can't Almost remember. like it's buzzwords. Yeah, like... I can't remember. I was either listening to CNN or MSNBC one morning this week, and they were talking about how, like, in polling and those kinds of things, evangelicals are still solidly with Donald Trump, even after in polling after this whole story about separating children came out. I wonder so, how much of that is, like, due to the fact that he's probably bringing, like, the end of times. <laughs> They're like, all right. Woohoo! Rapture. No. But, like, they, they interviewed, they even interviewed a Baptist minister in McAllen, Texas. I mean, ground zero of all of this. And he was still like, well, I don't really believe that this is happening. And I don't really, you know, and I don't know, and I just, I, I, you know, just can't comment, and I just, like, it was like, are you freaking kidding me? You're, you're the minister of a Baptist church, like, where you could probably walk 10 minutes and hit one of these camps. Right. And you're not even trying to go figure out, like, even if you were skeptical, Go try to figure it out. It's happening in your town. But I don't right. see what's happening. But he doesn't want to. Is is yeah. It, it, he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have his eyes open because he wants to blindly follow Donald Trump because he's going to put the right people on the Supreme Court and block abortion access. I mean, right. if you take this full circle, that's where it comes back to. Eating your words doesn't taste good. Yeah. There's there's also somebody uh, pointed out. There's a lot of uh, willing ignorance. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. These these are families from Honduras, yes. from Guatemala, yes. um, and if you look back at the history, these are countries where the United States became involved mm-hmm. uh, in interfering in democratic elections yep. uh, to try and fight communism, mm-hmm. but put in place dictatorships. So these countries are destroyed, mm-hmm. and we had a role, yep. you know, 50, 60 years ago in helping dismantle democratically elected governments there. Chickens coming uh-huh. home to roost, and we are the foxes in the, in the house. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I said that I had bad quotes. Those were them. And I've got <laughs> good quote. Yeah, uh, It's from Root again. Jessica Roach, uh, as always, is totally awesome. Um, she said, always remember time, energy, and love uh, is wasted on fighting against something, trying to convince those that live in the pathology of narcissistic privilege. This is about the fight for joy, life, and thriving, to be able to choose how, where, when, and if we create children along with the basic human right to raise them in a safe and sustainable community. Yeah. And she also pointed out in a couple of things I've seen this week that like, there's a lot of, especially white people out there saying, this isn't America. Nope, it is. It is. This is America from the very beginning. Our very founder founding. We ripped babies from their mother's arms during slavery. We interred, interred Japanese people across this country, separating families apart. We separated Native um, American children from their families and put them in schools to re-educate them away from their culture. Like we have done this continuously through our culture and and once we like dismantle the structures that exist that continue these processes, we will continue to repeat this pattern over and over and over again. Were you mentioning that 
children that were in these camps were being folded into Christian adoption agencies earlier? Yeah, there was a story. Well, I'll post it. Um, one of the um, foster care agencies in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Again, <laughs> we're taking children from borders in Texas and flying them to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Think about geography there for a minute. But so one of the foster care agencies is taking um, refugee children, including the ones that have just been separated from their parents, not unaccompanied minors, were, um, is Bethany Christian Services, which is a Christian-based evangelical adoption agency um, in that area associated with like crisis pregnancy centers and a lot of those other kinds of organizations. So yeah, it's all interconnected and intertwined and crazy and bad and in all of the ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this podcast know. is now named This Week in Bad News. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bit of fun food. <laughs> Summer sweet corn, right around the corner. Um, so uh, something else that happened today, Melania Trump traveled to the Texas border to go visit these places. Uh, mm-hmm. She walked up the stairs to the plane. And, you know, you, you've, you've seen before the picture of, mm-hmm. you know, fancy people getting on airplanes. And they always go upstairs. <laughs> yes. So it's a little photo op. The back of her jacket is from, it, her jacket apparently is from designers. So she didn't mm-hmm. paint words on her jacket. No. But there were words painted on her jacket. It's that a said, $39 jacket from Yara. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't have many $39 jackets, no. in, you know, in the Trump closet. The jacket read, I really don't care, do you? And she's heading off mm-hmm. to go uh, see these facilities where uh, immigrants are being housed. Yes. To see these cages. I really don't care, do you? Yeah. I, you know, I've always said that everything that the Trump administration does is an attempt to troll the entire country <laughs> so that people who are paying attention will be angry about mm-hmm. it. And they can just point at us and say, well, those people are always angry. Mm-hmm. I and am this always is a part angry. Of it. Yes. Well, it's funny because when you posted the article and we're like, should we talk about this? I was like, God, I want to talk about Melania's fashion. Because I thought like, because the article just says like, Melania wears a jacket saying, I don't care to you. And I figured it was another like Melania wore a $5,000 jacket to meet immigrant kids story. And like, or like when she wore the high heels to go to a hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane. Yeah. Like I thought there was like a kind of not literal, I don't care, do you? And then it's I read the article. I was like, oh, no, it's actually written on the back of the... Jo- okay, yeah, that becomes a part of the podcast today. Um, giant white letters on a green giant jacket. Giant white letters. I really don't care, do you? It's like, really tacky. Like, they're not... It's not a nicely done jacket. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it just... I don't... It's like, probably sold out right now. Yes. Uh, that's. I said that earlier, and I was very upset about it. Yeah, like, I just, also, like, what, uh, like, what staffer didn't say, oh, wait, maybe that jacket's not the best choice today. Nope, this is intentional. They're trolling the country. Yes. God is our father, and he left us in a hot car. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that could be the podcast title, but it totally can't be. (laughs) Kelly would get mad at me. (laughs) Or you, probably you. Uh, uh, okay, so that that's the end of that discussion. I, I can't do any more than no. Melania Trump. Um, okay, this weekend, we're going to go do fun stuff uh, uh, in the rain. Um, it's nearing the end of June. Comfest starts the end is in sight. Uh, this morning. It's oh. almost sweet corn season. Uh, <laughs> are we going to mention the protests that are happening next weekend in relation to oh, immigration? Yeah. Uh, after we discuss Comfest and Cincinnati Pride. And All right. Comfest so. is happening. If you're signed up for a shift, go to your shift. 
And if you're not volunteering, Lady Parts Justice will be here this week. So that's Liz Winstead, co-creator of The Daily Show, um, her organization, Lady Parts Justice. We've done work with, been on the podcast, if you're a podcast listener. They've gone to Cleveland before, but they're coming to Columbus and Toledo this year. Yay! They're a comedy group that specifically goes to independent abortion providers and does service projects at clinics and throws parties for clinic workers Mm -hmm. and then puts on a comedy show later that night to pay for all of it. Yes. That's incredible. Yes, it's awesome. So actually tonight... So you probably won't be listening to this podcast in time. Um, they're going to go up to Toledo and participate in a counter protest against crazy people at the capital care clinic up there. So they're going to support the clinic escorts and be there to help them out against um, this, these ridiculous prayer vigils that happen outside of the abortion clinic once a month now. And then they're going to come back down to Columbus. And on Saturday night, um, they're going to, well, Saturday at 5. I don't never know what 5 o'clock is. Afternoon, evening. It's, it's a afternoon. weird time. Um, it's early evening. It's the longest day of the year. That's like. No, that's today. That's and today. it certainly feels like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. But so, so like 5.15 in the solar tent at Comfest, they're going to do a abortion story speak out and kind of talk back panel. So um, Stephanie Sherwood from Women Have Options and a bunch, I think Michelle is going to be there talking about escorting and things like that. And then Hannah is going to be on that talkback panel. There's also going to be a provider that will be talking. Yes. And then there's like a couple people that are going to be sharing stories, like Mm -hmm. both theirs and like anonymously submitted ones. Yeah. So it should be a really great time in the solar tent on Saturday at 515. I'm bummed to miss it. And then there'll be the comedy show on Sunday night at like doors at six. Yes. Six or six 30. Yeah. Show show starts at seven. Yeah. It's all, it'll be in the show notes. Information's in the show notes. So you can get your, I think, $15 ticket for that and go to the show and have a great time. And Kelly will be on that talkback panel, which nice. will be fabulous yeah. and fun. This is my third consecutive June hanging out with Lady Parts Justice, <laughs> uh, which I love. They came to Cleveland for the Republican National Convention, mm-hmm. put out a comedy show there. Uh, and then last year returned with this new, the tour is called the Vagical Mysteries Tour. Yes. Um, and so they, they brought that to a venue in Cleveland, came back, hung out with the people at preterm then. Yes. Uh, so two hot trips to... Hot tub party in the parking lot. Yes. yes. Threw a hot tub <laughs> party, party in, in the parking, parking lot, lot. Yes. in preterm. Um, that mm-hmm. was pretty amazing. Uh, and so this year they wanted to come back to Ohio, but having been to Cleveland twice, they decided let's come to Columbus and they heard about, uh, Comfest. So this should be, you know, yep. weather printing, uh, <laughs> really a terrific weekend. Yes. Very excited. Woo-hoo. Um, and you're going to be at pride on Saturday. I'm going to be at my sixth pride, not just pride, my Woo-hoo! sixth pride. Cincinnati pride. It's my longest pride. It's my latest pride. I'm so tired of pride. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> We're, we're proud of your work. Uh-huh. It's your la- is it your last Pride? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm Pride. not doing Portsmouth Pride next weekend. No. Even though we do support everyone. Yes. I'm going to the Hilltop oh. Bean Dinner instead. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll be at Cincinnati Pride. It's the longest Friday. It goes from 12 to 9. I'm not allowed to leave until 9. <laughs> they are really, like, strict about that, too. I remember doing it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, really not allowed to leave until 9. It's so really if you're going to be in Cincinnati, it's going to be hot or rainy or both. Probably both. <laughs> Probably both. Come say hi. Watch out for tornadoes. I'll just leave. You're like, you're here at my table. Cool. Take over my table. Bye. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's supposed to be hot this weekend. I think it's supposed to be in the 70s. I think temperature-wise. Yeah, Cincinnati's not that much further south. I mean, you ain't going to Georgia. <laughs> it's still it's still south. 
It's out on the river, though, so it stays a little cooler. It's That's nice. good. That just means it'll be humid. <laughs> yes, it will. Well, it's Ohio in the summer. There's no place in Ohio in the summer that isn't a million percent humidity. Permanent swamp ass. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we uh, are starting to get details. Uh, June 30th. Yes. Nationwide series of protests, very similar to the women's marches, the uh, anti, you know, the 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 gun control Families marches. Families together um, or something like that. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a march to stop these. Uh, you know, the jailing of immigrants and, and the mm-hmm. separating of families, um, pointing out that Trump can sign his little executive order, but it didn't do squat. No. So take um, away three civil rights, give back one, consider yourself a hero. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we'll be supporting that protest yes. uh, and start to distribute information on it uh, as we learn more. Yes. All right. I'm looking out for those. Tomatoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the sweet corn and all of the tasty things. I got a cucumber out of my garden already. It was I'm very growing tasty. okra. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> it's called Clemson Spineless, as it should be. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> all right. On that note. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.